This is a sermon from one of you. I have been asked numerous times, when should my child be baptized? Um, you are a parent, a grandparent, an, an aunt, or an uncle, and you love each and every one of your children, your grandchildren, your, your nieces and your nephews, and you would never hurt them. You would never, never want harm to, to come to them. You want only the best for them. And several of you have asked me this, just this question. And, and you've asked me other questions as well uh, along these lines. Uh, this question tells me some things about the one asking it. Just, just this simple question. Number one, you believe that baptism is necessary. That, that, that tells me something. It also tells me that you love your child. It also tells me that you're worried. There's some fear there. No matter the age of your child, this was the actual question. Are your children hellbound? If Jesus Christ came back right now, would your child go to hell? Now, we must be brave enough to ask the question, and if we're brave enough to ask the question, we must be brave enough to hear the answer. Our children are hell-bound if they don't believe. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Unless our children believe, John chapter 8, verse 24, they will die in their sins. It is so sad to hear a child that you love. I speak from experience. To hear someone that you love say, I don't believe in God. It's a sad Sad day. Do you know if your child believes or not? Do you take it for granted? Have you ever asked them? Our children are hell bound if they don't obey. John 14, 15, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, Brother Shockley and I were talking uh, this past Friday at, at, uh, at the Bible study. And... and we have a problem in this country in the fact that have we really fallen in love with Jesus Christ? Have, our, have we taught our children to fall in love with Jesus Christ? Or are they just going through the motions kind of like mom and dad are going through the motions? Do they have a corrupted view of love so corrupted that they won't obey. Jesus is, Hebrews 5 verse 9, the author of eternal salvation to all who will obey Him. Do you know if your child has obeyed? Our children are hell bound if they don't have God's grace. If our children will believe and obey, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. 
Do you know if your child is under the cover of God's grace? Our children are hell-bound if they don't have hope. J.L. Jones said, you cannot put a great hope into a small soul. Our hope is the greatest there is. Heaven. To live with God for eternity. But Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12, there is no hope without Christ. As Christians, we do not sorrow as those who have no hope. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Oh, but how we would mourn. How we would mourn if we lost our children knowing they had no hope. Our children are hell bound if they're living in sin. Baptized or not, If they're living in sin and Jesus Christ comes back, Jesus said, Luke 13, 3, repent or perish. Even if they have been baptized and received God's grace, if they fall away, they are hell bound. Romans chapter 6, verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? We can't live in sin. Our children can't live in sin and be right with God. If they're living in sin, they're hell bound. Do you know about your child? Have you asked them some tough questions, hard questions, intruding questions? Our children are hell bound if they live in rebellion. You can tell by their countenance a lot of times. Shakespeare said, the cheek is apter than the tongue to tell an errand. It's hard for the face to conceal the thoughts. The true character of the soul, the look on the outside, many times the look on the outside indicates what's going on inside. Open rebellion to God's free gift of salvation is the unforgivable sin. Matthew 12, verse 31, they blaspheme, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit. Do you know? Have you, have you sat down with your child and, and talked to them? Have you sat down with your, with your niece or your nephew or, or, or your grandchild and have you talked to them? Are you worried? Do you you believe this is important? Our children are hell bound. If we don't tell them and we don't show them. If we don't tell them and and show them what to believe, how to obey, how to live in God's grace, how to hope, what to hope for. It will be very hard for our children not to live in sin and open rebellion. 
if we don't teach them and we don't show them. We have a great opportunity as leaders of our homes, as friends and family members. It's hard if we live in sin and open rebellion to teach and show our children. Have you told your child what they need to do to be saved and and how to live saved? Not just what to do to be saved, but how to live saved. How to live like you I know I'm going to I know I'm going home. When Jesus Christ comes back, I can't wait for him to come back. Living saved. Not just being saved. As parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, we are older Christians and we have a responsibility to our children. To teach them. To nurture them, to, to admonish them in the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. We have the important, important responsibility for the spiritual direction of our children. We never retire from God's service. You may retire from your job. You may work X amount of years and draw a pension from your job. But you never retire from God's work. No matter how old you are, we are to be faithful in our home, on vacation, until death. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. As older brothers and sisters, we must be moral examples and help train Our young people, Titus chapter 2, verses 2 through 5, we have a vested interest as a part of the body of Christ to make sure our children have the best opportunity. They may not have everything they want, but at least we're given an opportunity to obey and live with God and, and have the greatest gift that we could ever imagine for them. Salvation, eternal life. We've got to make sure that our children have the best opportunity to work out, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, their own salvation with fear and trembling. For some of us with younger children, the thought is tossed around that a child must wait until the age of accountability, the age of accountability to, to be baptized, to, to be saved, The words here, age of accountability, they're not in the Bible. It's not there. There It's nowhere in Scripture. You can't find it. But it's become the catch-all term for a true biblical principle. Maybe we just need to change the terminology. What is the age? When is the time? At what period in the life of our children are they held accountable? Are they held responsible? Are they held answerable for their sin? At birth? How about seven years old? About 13. This is not an auction, okay? (laughs) How about 18? Hey, they can vote. 
at 18. Certainly they could make a decision about their salvation. How about 21? How about 30? When is someone accountable? Here's the principle that has already been stated thoroughly in Scripture. Our children are accountable when they can hear with understanding and believe and obey. When our children can hear with understanding, believe and obey, then they're ready for baptism. Some denominations baptize babies because they believe that sin was inherited through Adam and successive generations. If we don't baptize our babies, will they go to hell? First, do our babies sin? Answer a question with a a question. Do our babies sin? Jesus compared the innocence of children in Matthew chapter 18 verse 3. He compared the innocence of children to adults who needed to be converted. Surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Paul reinforces this teaching of Jesus when in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 20, He says, brethren, do not be children in understanding. Why? Because a little child just can't understand. They can't hear with understanding. However, in malice, Paul says, be babes. But in understanding, in understanding, Paul says, be mature. He's talking to Christians, you see. Little children cannot understand belief, repentance, confession, and baptism. The mature are understanding when our children reach an age of maturity to where they are accountable for what they know and what they understand. That is a child who really needs to be guided down that path of righteousness. That child really needs to be guided down that path of righteousness by those who truly love and truly care for them. And if you are that person, that's what you'll do. If you truly think that my child has got to believe to be saved. My child has got to obey to be saved. My child has got to be baptized to be saved. My child has got to repent to be saved. My child has got to confess Christ before others to be saved. If you truly believe that, then you'll lead your child, you'll lead your nephew, you'll lead your grandchild down that path. According to Jesus, babies are safe. So if we've got the safe, that that leaves the saved and the lost, doesn't it? What is your child? Do you know? Do you know? What is your child? Young people, I'm speaking to the young people right now. Do you understand what a sinner is?
you understand, you know what a sinner is. A sinner is someone who is lost and without hope. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. Do you know what the gospel is? I'm speaking to the children now. Do you children, do you know what the gospel is? The gospel must be obeyed. Have you ever heard the gospel? Do you know what I mean when I say that? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 through 4. You must obey the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Do you understand what I mean when I say believe? Do you understand what I mean when I say uh, that you've got to have faith? Do you understand the difference between faith and belief? Do you understand that faith is a noun and belief is an action verb? Do you, do you understand? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? These are questions that I've asked young people when their parents have asked me. The young person has come up to them and they've said, I want to be baptized, mama. The parent, you know, ask the questions. Find out for sure. Do they, have they heard with understanding? Do they understand what's going on? Do they truly believe? Can they truly repent? Do they understand what it means to confess? Do they understand what baptism will do for them? Do they understand how to, how to live as a Christian? Not just become a Christian, but how to live as a Christian. These are, these are hard questions. They are. I know. I've had the conversations. They are tough. How can a baby repent? Luke 13, 3. Unless you repent, you'll, you'll perish. Jesus' Jesus's words. How can a baby, a little baby, do that? How can a baby confess with their mouth and be saved? They, they can't. It's a prerequisite to salvation. You just don't get in the water and get wet and say, I'm saved. How can a little child come to the conclusion with understanding that they need to be baptized into Jesus Christ? How can a child who cannot hear with understanding study to show themselves approved unto God? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Does your child understand? Let me tell you the obvious secret here in this sermon. It's an obvious secret. We're all children of somebody. We're all children of somebody. Are you hellbound? We are if we don't believe. We are if we don't obey. We are hellbound if we don't have grace, if we don't have hope, if we live in sin and open rebellion. We're hellbound. As children of God, we have a responsibility not only to our own children, but to ourselves. 
to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We need to respect our elders. Proverbs 16.31, we need to provide for our kinfolk when they're old. 1 Timothy 5 verse 8. We need to respect and obey our parents. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. We have a responsibility as Christians to continue to grow. 1 Peter chapter 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 5 through 12 to, to add to our faith goodness, to our goodness knowledge, to our knowledge self-control, to add to our self-control perseverance, to our perseverance godliness, to our godliness brotherly kindness, to our brotherly kindness add love. We're supposed to grow as Christians. Are you growing? Are you growing? We represent Christ when we go out these doors. We're to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We must see the the invisible. It may seem like I'm playing on words there, and I, I am. we must see the invisible. Let me show you. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse sixteen. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse sixteen. Paul writes, We do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We've got to be looking for the invisible. We've got to be looking for the eternal. That's where we set our faith. That's where we set our hope. That's where we put our trust in Jesus Christ, who is the author of salvation. The Hebrew writer said, Are our children, are our children living in the now or are they living for eternity? The story is told of a a violent storm that raged along the seacoast. The villagers, they, they, couldn't rem- they couldn't remember a more violent storm than what they were going through. And all of the fishing boats, all of the village's fishing boats were out at sea. All the wives and the, and the, and the children and the, and the townsfolk, they, they went to the dock and they waited along the shore. Even in this violent rainstorm, they, they waited by the shore hoping to see a glimpse of the boats coming in. And they did. Finally, someone said, off in the distance, they saw the ships coming in. And they, they started to come in slowly. And boy, the, the waves were tossing. But when they got into the safety of the harbor, the waves weren't so bad. The last boat was coming in. Last boat. Last boat was coming in, and, and it looked like they were going to make it because they were in, they were in earshot of, of, of the dock, and all of a sudden, this violent wave swamped the boat, and all hands were lost. All hands were lost. The crowd cried so close to safety. Many souls in this audience are in this same condition 
so close to safety, so close to salvation. But if Jesus Christ came back right now, answer the question, you'd be lost, wouldn't you? You really do believe. You really want to obey. You really want to have hope. You're tired of sin. You want to, you, you, you want to be a rebel no more. You stand at the door. You know, John chapter 10 verse 9, that if you enter through Jesus, if you enter through the door, you'll be saved. Jesus, Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, he stands at the door and knocks. Do you hear him knocking? Do you hear him knocking? He's knocking on the door of your heart. You, you know you need Jesus. You know that he can save you. You're in the dark. You're groping for the light. Acts 17, verse 27. Though he is not far from any of us, it's not a question to you anymore, is it? It's a fact. It's a fact. It's proven in this sermon, this evening. You know you're hell bound. Friend, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You don't have to wonder anymore. You don't ever have to ask the questions anymore. You can know for a fact that if Jesus Christ came back right now, you would not be hellbound. You would be heavenbound. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Matthew 25, verse 10. They that were ready went in with him, and the door was shut. They that were ready went in with him, and the door was shut. I don't want the door to be shut on you tonight. Do I almost persuade you today? Do I almost persuade you? Or will you leave holy, totally lost and hell bound? This congregation doesn't want, does not want that for you this evening. We provided this time for you to be baptized, for you to be saved, for you to, to, to repent and, and come back to the church if you've left. Come right now as together we stand and sing.